I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 12, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Well, we have pretty much more of the same, only today the market did try and break out to new highs, did not close at a new high, but did poke its head above early in the morning, and then put in that proverbial mid-morning pivot and traded lower for the remainder of the day. Is that bullish? Is it bearish? It's neither. It's garden variety market behavior. But what we're going to do, just like we did yesterday, we're going to look at a bunch of different charts. We're going to toss the ball around the horn. We do have some divergences developing out here. We want to be aware of them. We have favorite market leading indicators. We have other markets. We have corners of the earth that nobody looks at. We're going to look at the whole ball of wax and we'll come up with, as far as I'm concerned, something better than most everybody has. That's obviously bias, but I get to be biased on my channel. Let's start here. Is there anything bearish on the chart? Not really. We have another one of these pseudo doji candles. It doesn't really mean anything, The market's trading on extremely light volume. All we're doing is hovering near the highs, eating time off the clock. That's all we really need to know. Until and unless the market puts in a reversal, whether it's a intraday reversal, we have a gap down, some kind of reversal would be indicative of a market that's topped out. We don't have that. We have to take what they give us at face value. It's the duck conversation. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, generally it's going to be a duck more than 80% of the time. 20%, it takes its mask off and it's something else. Therefore, has anything changed on the daily chart since yesterday? No, it hasn't. Let's move it along. What about the 240-minute chart? Is there anything abnormal, anything different from yesterday? No, we're still in an uptrend just like we are in the daily chart. We're a few cents above where we were yesterday. So obviously, there's no material change whatsoever. About the 120-minute chart. Yesterday, we discussed the fact that it's basically riding the 20-period moving average, yet above the 20-period moving average. So once again, there's nothing bearish on this chart. All the moving averages are riding higher. The market is riding higher along with the moving averages or vice versa. Therefore, again, another bullish tape. I want to point something out specific to this breakup candle ending at 11.30 a.m. That's today's candle. The low is 308.55. A couple of candles later, the close is 308.64. But this is the candle, and we'll look at other charts. This is the candle where they ran down to fill the gap left open from yesterday. But what's interesting is where they closed the candle. They closed back above or inside the low of the last breakup candle. Is that bullish or bearish? Technically speaking, that's bullish behavior. Here's the hourly chart. We're going to see something very, very similar. Same low of the breakup candle. The low is 308.55. This hourly candle closes at 308.64. Same routine. They come down to fill the gap, yet fight at the end of the hour, mind you. This all happened 
towards the end of the hour that they ran up to make sure they closed back inside the low of the breakup candle. Are there any accidents or coincidences across the market? There's one or two here and there, but for the most part, no, there's not. Now, all that being said, all these charts are bullish. The trend is higher. There's nothing really bearish on the charts whatsoever. Can we wake up to a gap down? Can the market actually go down? The answer is yes, and if we do, they'll need an excuse. What's the excuse on deck? What is the piece of news getting loose on deck? We started to hear about it again today, yesterday. It's not really ever gone away. We're just hearing about it again. They're preparing you for if we need an excuse for a down day. It's the riots in Hong Kong which is tied to China, which is obviously tied to the China trade talks deal and all the surrounding stuff. Why do I bring up the other side of the equation? A, because I'm the umpire, and B, I want to point something else out. We've been discussing the fact that for the most part, with minor exception, the market's been trading in a range. So we'll call the range something like this. It's give or take a few pennies on either side. It doesn't really matter. Here's the point. The market tried to break out today, could have sustained, it could have kept going. There was a dry up of buyers out there, and essentially the market went back into the range that we've been trading in. So here's the point. Are we going to continue to try and break out, or are we going to trade back towards the bottom end of the range, or even slightly lower? We still have that 305 looming out there. Remember, there's always going to come a point when the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew get a hold of the market and they really have to scare the pants off everybody, get rid of the Johnny-come-latelys, remind everybody that it's Mr. Market, Mrs. Market that's in charge, not the individual investor, not the trader, not you, not me. By the way, looking at a shorter duration or intraday 15-minute chart, you can see what I was discussing before. The market was lower before the end of the day. Over here, it was at 308.15 on the low, but yet we rallied up within the last hour of the day to make sure they closed inside the low of that breakup candle discussed before. No accidents, no coincidences. That's just the way it works. Here's a little short hop for the intraday traders out there that are interested to get a pulse of the market, to have a tour guide of the market during the day. Here's a snapshot of what was being discussed in the pre-market notes. There's a little bit more, so I'll scroll up a little bit. And then we'll also take a look at the notes that ensued throughout the day. You can pause the video and read them on your own. I'm not going to read them out to you. There really wasn't a lot going on today, but the point is we have to have a pulse on the market. There are numbers that are important. When the market reaches and or breaches certain numbers, we need to understand where it's likely headed next. That's why we have commentary throughout the day. That's why we need a tour guide. That's why I am the tour guide for those folks that appreciate the tour guide. The reality is, back to the hourly chart, the market really didn't get very far in one direction or another. The volume, once again, was eerily or spooky light. And what we have to keep in front of mind when that happens is, 
When the volume does come back into the market, it will come back in. We're going to be prone to large and fast moves and in many cases can travel a lot more points than people think they can as quick as they can. When volume comes in, for example, let's say it comes in in the northbound direction, you're going to have panic buying. You're going to have short covering. They're one and the same. You're going to have Johnny come lately hop on board. Doesn't matter what type of buying you're going to have, but if you have buying and we're making new highs, more buying begets buying, more highs will beget more highs. On the flip side, looking at the southern direction or the southbound lanes, same routine. If everybody's rushing for the exits because of some piece of news that happened overnight, you wake up, the market's down 20 or 30 handles, whatever it is. We're not saying that is happening, but it obviously will happen at some point. When you get traders slash investors, Johnny come lately's running for the exits at the same time, they can certainly push the market down farther and farther quicker than most people think they can. These are things that we just need to have in front of mind. It's an awareness. You may not know what they're going to do first thing in the morning, but what you can do is be prepared or pre-prepared for if they're doing this, then I know this is the likely outcome. If they're doing that, then I know this is the likely outcome. That's what the pre-market morning notes are there for, for inside the numbers members. If the market is moving in one direction or another, we're going to have a beat on the numbers. We're going to know getting above or below certain numbers brings this into play, a certain equation into play. That's the way the market works. It's one step at a time, and if we know what the current step is, we know what the next step is likely to be. Not only is that for Inside the Numbers members, but that's also the whole foundation of the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Camp IWM, what do we have? Do we have relative weakness? The IWM was down, but it was down nine cents. The spider was up. It's not a big enough of a divergence to make a big deal out of. Here's what we do have on the IWM chart. We have a market that's high on the chart. It's away or extended from home base or the 20 period moving average. However, basically it's been going back and forth for several days. It has not been rejected. We have to look at two things. We have to look at what the market is doing, but also what the market didn't do. It didn't get rejected from the previous highs that we talked about a number of times. Not being rejected is not bearish, but yet bullish behavior. It's a duck. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, for now the IWM is a duck. We have an awareness. The other side of the coin is we certainly can come down toward home base. Home base can move up toward price while price goes sideways and eats time off the clock. Either way, or a combination of both, is the likely scenario. Right now, the IWM has been eating time off the clock. What's doing down at the transportation department? My second favorite market-leading indicator. First favorite canary in the coal mine. Again, it's a duck. We have to take this at face value. We have a tail candle. We're lower three days removed. It's textbook. It's picture-perfect. At the time in which a market, any market, in the case of today, it's the transports, you can always trade against the high of a tail candle like this. We didn't do a retrace. 
preferably, and I teach this in the course, there's certain ways to take these trades that are less risky than other ways, but yet either way you look at it, against the high of the day from the tail candle, the transports are lower. Trader could have been short against that high. We talk about these kind of things all the time. They don't work 100% of the time, but they work the majority of the time. It's the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, the stuff's going to work. 20%, you get a pie in the face. But we're in the risk business. We have to be willing and able to take risk when the market dictates risk can be taken with a reasonable risk reward. We have to know where we're wrong. We have to be able to cut and run or lose small and fast if we have to lose at all. Is there anything bearish about the transports? Not really. This is just a pullback after a pretty amazing and very rocket-like-ish move. What am I referring to? Look where we were down here, all the way up. We had the proverbial ABC. We had the A, the B, and the C. It completed above the high of the A leg. Here we're putting in a top. We're coming back to do what? To test a former breakout area. Where would that breakout area be? Right here. Here's a former top. So when the market got above that top, it broke out. So therefore, that is a breakout area. And what happened? We just came back to test what? The former breakout area. Where have you heard this before? You hear this all the time, every day. We see it all the time on many different charts, many different time frames. Why is that? Because all charts act and react the same way, which is, again, part of the foundational structure of what I'm teaching in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. All charts act and react the same way. You want to trade Forex? You want to trade crypto? You want to trade the transports? You want to trade Apple? It doesn't make any difference. All charts act and react the same way. In fact, I proved the point in the course by taking all the names and the stuff at one point off the charts, then I circle back to prove what I just showed you was the same thing that I showed you before when you thought you knew what it was. Anyway, the point is, is I proved the point. The financials, anything wrong with the financials? No, they're near the highs. They're in an uptrend. We're extended. We can certainly stand a couple of days of coming back down to earth toward home base, if you will. But technically speaking, it's bullish. It's in an uptrend. The trend is your friend. There's nothing wrong with this market. And by the way, must I remind you that if the financials are not melting away, then it's unlikely the market is going to melt away. Same routine. That kind of stuff just doesn't change. The semiconductor space. Anything wrong here? No, it's the same thing. Nothing different than we discussed last night. This is a bullish pattern. It could come down a little bit, but that's not going to change anything. This market is in an uptrend. It's very strong. It's bullish. The trend is your friend until it's not. Another short hop. We're going to move over to gold real quick. Now, during the day, I did inform inside the numbers members that gold was likely making at minimum of a short-term bottom and that it can be bought against today's low, something we just talked about on the flip side. It's a reasonable risk-reward. I was looking for 1432 and change. We still may get it. However, 
Look where we are. I just want to point out a couple of things. The low of this breakup candle, 1448 spot 8. The low today, 1446 spot 20. We rallied away from that low and basically closed on or slightly above a previous number that was at least important to me, 1456. Let me show you a couple of other things. You saw the candle and the close on the daily chart. Here's a 240-minute chart. You have a tail candle, made a new low, reversed, didn't finish at the high, but certainly didn't finish at the low. It's forming a bottom. That's an opinion. There's a science and an art form to this. And what this is, is really a combination or an intersection of both. It's part art, part science. The way I'm looking at gold, it's trying to put in a bottom. If it's wrong, I know where it's wrong. Let me show you some other charts. 120-minute chart. Again, you see the lower low that it made, and you can obviously say, hey, that's a bear flag pattern if I ever saw one. What are you doing buying gold? I get it. It is a bear flag pattern. However, it seems to be failing. Failing from a bear flag pattern would mean heading in the northern direction. I know it's wrong against these lows. These lows aren't that far away. It's a reasonable risk reward. Now, here's an interesting one. Look at this breakdown candle here. So the high is 1460 spot 50. The high here is 1461 spot 30. They tried to do it, couldn't do it. That's okay. doesn't have to be done on the first go around. In fact, most of the time, it's not. Again, something right out of the course, there was a trade in there. But what do we have working? We have another breakup candle on the hourly chart. Let's see how things develop over the next several hours. Shorter duration intraday chart. Here's that low. Here's a reversal on the next 15-minute candle. Then we ate some time off the clock by going sideways for a while. And then another push higher. And now we're eating time off the clock again or consolidating the last move coming back to do what? Test the former breakout area. Where's the breakout area? Right here, 1456, 1457, something like that. This is all on a micro scale, but you're inside my head. It's a dangerous place to be, but I'm trying to just give you what I'm looking at. It is the data dump. Here's a chart of GLD. Now, I want to make a comparison to the futures chart that we just looked at. We were looking at a gap, and we've been, and I've been looking at a gap all this time. But I want to show you something that happened today, something I was aware of, and it certainly played a part in why I pulled the trigger on a long position in gold. We have a slightly different look, so I have some horizontal lines. The first one at 136.41. That's the thicker line up above. And you can see where price came into that and bounced off of that. That wasn't officially the gap. However, it's debatable how meaningful that next candle is where that gap officially exists. 135.89 came up a few pennies short. I'm splitting hairs. Let me explain the reason why I'm even showing this to you. You have to look at a lot of different things. I pick up various different things that sometimes I call shenanigans. I would classify this in the camp of shenanigans. Why not? I'm looking at the gold futures chart. I'm looking at GLD. I see this going on and I say, "Uh uh-huh, look where they just tested. 
Isn't that a former breakout area? Am I going to split hairs over a few pennies or a few dollars in the price of gold? I think this is a good area. It looks like they're forming a low. If I'm wrong, I know where I'm wrong. Therefore, I'm in the risk business. Let's put on some risk. It's a go. And that's basically what went through my mind when I looked at both these charts. The GLD chart and the gold futures chart. I see two different things, but I understand where the shenanigans can fit in. It's not easy being me. Do you think I sleep much? No. I wake up at all hours calculating numbers. And with that, I think it's a pretty good place to pull the ripcord for today. Obviously, we'll never do that without thanking you. Each and every one of you, I appreciate very much. Without you, these videos are not possible. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.